Alright, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, my fellow trash talkers. Whatever time you are tuning in, I'm glad to have you on board once again. You are listening to Trash Talk with Dave Bork, and I'm your host, Dave Bork. It is Wednesday, the 7th of February, 2024, and this is episode number 17 of our NFL pod. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we have made it to Super Bowl week. It is a Super Bowl preview episode coming up between the number one team in the NFC, the San Francisco 49ers, going head-to-head against the three seed in the AFC. No one thought they'd be here, but here they are again. The Kansas City Chiefs. Yep, in the worst possible year they probably had in Chiefs colors in, I guess for their offensive purposes more than anything else. Yep, the Chiefs are back again for Patrick Mahomes' fourth Super Bowl appearance. Ridiculous. It really is. But credit credit when credit's due. You know, this team just, just keeps finding ways to win and and get into the big games, and you can't ever put a line through number 15, and we've done that a few times on this pod, I guess, uh, and I think a lot of other people have as well, but uh, all credit to him, Patrick Mahomes, four Super Bowls in, in his first few years as a starting quarterback in the league is very, very impressive, and this Chiefs team is fast turning into probably the New England Patriots of, of this generation. To be honest with you, I think a lot of people hate them. I guess now they're the villains of this week and they're accepting that role. They are for sure. We're going to run through a preview from both teams heading into the Super Bowl, run through some props. We'll run through some novelty, you know, Gatorade colors, uh, Usher singing at halftime. Can't wait for that one. But the garbage man has called us early and wants to pick something up. So why don't we just, just check in on them? They are. Oh, they're here now. All right, hang on. Let's check in on them. All right, they're here to pick something up. There was a report that came out earlier today about... It was actually from Diana Rossini. Love her work on ESPN in her former days. Uh, She came out and said today that the reason why Mike Vrabel has not been hired by anyone was because he is too intimidating for his size. Yep, an anonymous GM came out and said that, that they didn't want to hire Vraves because, yep, simply put, he'd probably put someone on the deck. What are we doing? Seriously, there's been some strange coaching hires over the last couple of weeks, and for Mike Vrabel's name not to be one of the first picked, and, you know, not only Vraves, I mean, you've got guys like Belichick and, and Pete Carroll wait in the wings. There are a lot of other guys that have taken some of these jobs that kind of a little bit head-scratching. But for, for this anonymous GM to come out and say that, that Vrabes is too big and too intimidating to actually hire, is probably one of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard. The NFL is one of the, I don't know, great macho man kind of sports, you know, played for the big dogs. If you think Raves is too big, how on earth did Antonio Pierce keep his job at the Las Vegas Raiders? He's enormous. He looks like he could still play now. Ditto Raves, to be honest with you. But for that GM who's come out and said that, he should probably lose his job. He should. Anyway, that is the trash done for the week. It's the small pile. It's the Super Bowl week. There's just genuinely no, not too much trash on the field to, to talk about because we've got a fantastic matchup coming up. This week, coming up on Monday. Can't wait. Not only will we have this episode here today, we're also going to have a night before Super Bowl episode. Yep, for the first time ever, we are going to have some guests involved. So tune into that one. That one's going to be, yeah, worth a listen. There could be some absolute trash talked on (laughs) that episode for sure. Why don't we start, though, with the San Francisco 49ers? We'll run through them. They've been the best team all year. 
number one team in the NFC. Probably lucky to be here, let's be honest. They survived against the Green Bay Packers and a ridiculous comeback against the, our very own Detroit Lions. But the, the Niners, over the course of two playoff games, have come in averaging 29 points per game, so they have had no problems finding the end zone. But the issue is for the Niners that their defense has suddenly become fairly suspect. They're giving up 26 a night. If you look at Brock Purdy on the offensive side of the ball, he's averaged just about 260 passing yards per game, which has been nice for him. Their secondary has not been amazing, a little bit more respectable, I guess, than what they were, I guess, during the regular season. They've held Goff and uh, Jordan Love to an average of about 233, Goff having 273 in that one. More so torched him a little bit in the second half of that game when he had to. Ground game, though, extremely strong offensively for the for the Niners. They've got the best running back in the comp by a long way and someone who I believe is a huge, huge chance to win the Super Bowl MVP. We backed him in pretty much as soon as the playoffs started at plus 1050 or $10.50 out here. For Christian McCaffrey, you can get him about plus 400 or $5 now to win the Super Bowl MVP. But they're going at an average of about 133 a game over the two postseason games that they have had during the regular season, averaged about 140. A bit more of a semi-two-headed monster in, in the regular season with Elijah Mitchell getting a bit more burn, especially when he came back from... From injury there, but you'd like to think that CMC is going to get about 90 to 95% of the carries in this one as long as he is healthy, ready to go. That's on the offensive side of the ball, but the defensive side of the ball has been a big concern for them in in the playoffs so far. And Detroit just completely ran all over them last week. They're giving up about, on average, about 160. Aaron Jones also had a big game in week two of the playoffs there for the Green Bay Packers. And you look at what they've given up in those two games, whereas in the regular season, they were extremely strong, holding teams to about 90 yards. You would have thought when they picked up Chase Young that that would have shored things up a little bit. It's kind of gone the other way. So you're looking at that, and you look at who the Chiefs have on the other side of the ball, which is the running bull himself, Isaiah Pacheco. I think he's going to be in line for a very, very, very big game in this one. Could be a big game on both sides of the ball for both running backs, to be honest. But that is Sam Fran. Let's head across now to Kansas City. They have completely controlled postseason play with their elite defense. They're averaging just under 14 points a night. Offensively, averaging just under 23. During the, look, during, during the regular season, their defense got them here. To be honest, they really did. It This has been quite possibly the worst Chiefs offense that we've seen in a long time. You wouldn't think that with having a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes and obviously having a weapon like Travis Kelsey, but he definitely had himself a pretty average regular season, especially the last probably two months of that. But their defense during the regular season only averaged about seven, just under 17.5 points a night, and that is huge for this team because if your defense can control the game, you've got number 15 to control the game on the other side of the ball. Uh, the ground game also has been particularly strong, like we said, with Isaiah Pacheco. Uh, they're averaging about 127 on the ground. And it's a big reason why, I guess, their ground game has been so strong because he gets them going early. First down carries have been huge for him, and you saw that against Buffalo when, you know, they needed a first down to win that game, and he ran for eight straight away, and it was it, it's all over from there. Did the same thing against Baltimore. The guy's just a... He's an animal. He really is. He's going to get paid, for sure, when, when the time is right. But over to number 15 himself, he has thrown a total of zero interceptions in the postseason. His last pick that he threw was about five weeks ago as well, so Mahomes is just you know, controlling the game with just not making errors. Simple as that. You control the pill, you go a long way to winning the game, especially when you've got a defense as good as 
what the Kansas City Chiefs have. Brock Purdy threw a pick last week against Detroit. Probably should have had two. One hit. Just about hit him in the numbers, to be honest with you. And, and if you look at what... I guess the two matchups that both teams kind of are similar up against against the Baltimore Ravens, both teams have played them. Purdy threw four picks against the Ravens, whereas Mahomes threw zero in Baltimore as well. So whether you want to read too much into that, that's completely your call. But Purdy here, yeah. I don't know. Oh, he's, it, it's suspect. It is. No one knows how Mr. Irrelevant is going to do in, in the biggest game of the year. He's, yeah. When you're going up against Patrick Mahomes for a guy who's, is, like I said, has been there for now his fourth Super Bowl, the moment's not going to become too big for him. He's hoping it doesn't be the case for Purdy, but if it does, I think we're going to see a heavy dosage of Christian McCaffrey there. If you know, if he throws one early that's almost picked off, yeah, you're going to see a lot of ground game from the San Francisco 49ers and CMC and, and potentially even Elijah Mitchell to, to give him a spell if CMC is absolutely gassed from running the pill, for sure. But like we mentioned, Mahomes has played in three Super Bowls. He's won two of those. Uh, the one that he lost was against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Tampa Bay. Uh, a weird Super Bowl, it really was, especially given it was COVID times and technically Tampa Bay had home ground advantage and yeah, lost to the actual GOAT, Tom Brady. <laughs> but in both Super Bowls that Kansas City have won, Mahomes has won Super Bowl MVP. Kind of feel like this year could be a little bit different, especially if they do tend to rely on the ground game with Pacheco. I think Pacheco is not the worst play for Super Bowl MVP. But why don't we run through the history of Mahomes and the Chiefs in this Super Bowl run? So we'll go all the way back to 2020. Yep, seems like a lifetime ago uh, for for more reasons than one than just this Super Bowl. Uh, the world ended pretty much about a month after this Super Bowl. The Chiefs winning 31 to 20 against the Niners on the back of a 21 to nothing last quarter. Wild, I know. And Mahomes 26 of 42 for 286, two touchdowns. Also threw two picks in that one. His legs have been very, very reliable in a lot of these big games, and we'll talk about that a little bit later when we get to our props section. But he ran for 29 rushing yards and one touchdown on nine carries there too. They had a pretty decent running back, I guess, back then. Damien Williams ran for 104 and one touchdown on 17 carries, which is why Isaiah Pacheco will feature heavily in this one. If you look at his best mate, Travis Kelsey had 43 yards on six receptions for a touchdown, and Tyreek Hill, who is no longer there, had 105 on nine. The Chiefs don't really have that downfield threat anymore. A lot of it is a lot over the middle, and I guess Rasheed Rice, who's not really so much downfield, he's probably similar to Travis Kelsey, but he could be pretty active in this one against a Niners secondary who has not been good. For the Niners in that Super Bowl in 2020, Debo Samuel had 53 on the ground on three carries. Total rushing yards as a team ran for 141. So you can kind of think that, again, we're going to see a fair bit of that in this one, given how strong that Chiefs secondary is. Debo also had uh, five for 39 in the air. George Kittle, a guy that I think just about everyone loves, had 36 on four. And there's been plenty of talk this week about Kyle Juszczyk and, and his lovely partner uh, for what she's created on the on the side with all the jackets that she's making up for Miss Swift and a few you know, a couple of others that are wearing these jackets and whatnot. So there's been plenty of chat about him. In that Super Bowl in 2020, he actually had three receptions for 31 and one touchdown. So he could be a sneaky, a little sneaky. To, I don't know. He's, he's receiving yards. He's probably going to be pretty low, and you can get a big price about him to score a touchdown. So every chance... They go to their big fella there. The 2021 Super Bowl 
world was slowly starting to come back uh, a little bit to a certain degree or definitely was a lot faster over in America not so much here but the Chiefs lost that one 31 to 9 at Tampa Bay and Mahomes threw the ball a lot and not all that effective uh, went 26 of 49 for 270 through two picks that Tampa secondary was incredible if you think about the Tampa secondary that came to came to fruition this year they were they were awful they really were but they were outstanding in that one Mahomes again like we mentioned five carries for 33 on the ground so you know you look at his rushing yards for this one like we'll talk about in his props later he's active he's active on the ground loves a scramble but at the end of the day this Super Bowl was all about Tom Brady Gronk even Antonio Brown, pre-CTE Antonio Brown. <laughs> they, yeah, they completely dominated the Chiefs. They really did. 2023, the Chiefs got back to life. Last year, won 38-35. Mahomes was 21-27 there for only 182 and three touchdowns. I think if you remember the week before that and even the week of the Super Bowl and the game, Mahomes' ankle was definitely playing up. It really was. So he wasn't 100%, but still, even on a bum ankle, ran for 44 on six carries. Yeah, that could be a big play this week. It was a controversial win with a late holding call for the Chiefs, which set up a Harrison Butker winning field goal. Even as controversial as the call was, and yeah, I hated it. I think a lot of people did. Philly still had plenty of chances to win that game. You know, if you think about the Jalen Hurts fumble, uh, and especially when Mahomes got hurt, they should have you know put the foot on the throat. They really should have. That was a, that was a weird game. They benched Miles Sanders pretty much about a play into the into the game and he would, had been lights out for them all year so that that was some bad coaching from Nick Sirianni it really was great Super Bowl altogether but yeah that call rubbish so Pacheco had 15 carries for 76 yards and one touchdown you're going to think that this man could be getting into the end zone again for sure Travis Kelsey just a big game player he really is had 81 yards on six receptions for a touchdown there but if you look at what Philly actually did through the air that night, which kind of went, I guess, against anything they've kind of stood by, which was to keep running the ball. And whether or not San Fran look at this, again, this Chief secondary is a lot better, but the Eagles had a night through the air. They really did. Devonta Smith had 100 yards on seven receptions, and, and AJ, sorry, not AJ Brown. Yes, AJ Brown, 96 uh, receiving yards for on six receptions there. Dallas Goddard had 60 as well. So you kind of think that. Given how good or deep, I guess, this Niners receiving core is, you one of those guys ain't going to get it done. And I think Brandon Ayuk may be the guy who probably struggles a little bit because if the Chiefs have done something well this year, it is take away the number one wideout threat, and Ayuk has been that guy for them. So if we're going to be taking any kind of, I guess, Niners receivers, you're probably going to be leaning towards a guy like Debo Samuel who gets a lot short over the middle, but then his yards after carries are huge. So you'd be looking at that potential 80-plus range there for Debo. Could be could be a go if you want a little bit more value. But outside of the receiving court, we've talked about him before, Christian McCaffrey. In his two playoff games this year, you could just tell there's there's this chip on his shoulder from this guy. It really is. He's said it openly throughout you know last season going into this year. He didn't watch last year's Super Bowl. He didn't because they believed that they were the best team last year. They really were until Purdy got hurt. Then Josh Jackson got hurt. McCaffrey had to go play quarterback for a bit. 
no, nah, that wasn't it. So they've, they've played that way all year. You know, I feel like McCaffrey is playing that way in the postseason so far because against the Green Bay Packers, he ran for 98 yards on 17 carries for two touchdowns. Also had 30 through the air against the Green Bay Packers on seven receptions. And then if you look at he did what against Detroit, I ran for 90 on 20 carries with two touchdowns against a very, very good rush defense. And then also had 42 through the air against Detroit. So... I really do see this guy having a monster, monster night for the San Francisco 49ers in the Super Bowl for sure. Uh, and this means a lot to Christian McCaffrey. It really does. For a guy who's come from Carolina to make this Niners team elite. I mean, they, they, they would have been good without him, but he is by far and away, I think, the best player in the league. I really do. I know the MVP is a quarterback's award, but if you're going to give it to anyone else, it's going to be him. So Super Bowl MVP, Christian McCaffrey, is going to have himself a night. And I guess if Brandon Ayuk does get shut down, the Niners will have to go to someone else over the middle, and I feel like that could be Georgie Kittle. He's someone that you know gets around that range of you know your 30s to 40s, so you could take him on a little bit of an alternate receiving yards mark there because Kansas City have been... Uh, a little bit suspect over the middle there. They can give up a fair bit to tight ends or I guess anything over that middle to Debo or Kittle could be the go because if they look to shut down Brandon Ayuk on the outside, then you're going to get some room for those guys to get going. All right, that's preview done. So why don't we check out our socials now for some question time at Trash Talk with D Bork. There for that on Instagram and TikTok. Thanks again for sending these questions through. We'll start with an anonymous one. <laughs> Novelties, they're always a big thing come Super Bowl time. What do you think the first song performed by Usher at halftime? I think it goes a little something like this. Peace up, A-Town. If that's not everyone's favorite Usher song, I really don't know what is. So I'm, <laughs> I'm already all in on uh, Yeah to be performed. And who wouldn't want to love to see a little John come out straight away with Usher? I think that'll be incredible. If you look at the market, though, more so yesterday, there seemed to be a bit of a move for my way. Not really too familiar with my way myself when it comes to Usher. Or uh, Oh My God as well. So they're both equal favorites with Yeah at the third favorite in the market. How could you not get everyone on their feet starting with that song? Seriously, come on, Usher, lift. Uh, so that's the first song performed. We'll run through our next question now from at James Holden. Huge, huge NFL fan himself. I'm sure he's going to have himself a big Super Bowl day. What is your Gatorade color prediction? Well, last year was a bit of a shock. Didn't really catch it on camera as well from what I've been reading. Purple was used last year for the Kansas City Chiefs beating the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, plus seven fifty about that, or eight dollars fifty was out there. So that was definitely the biggest in the market in twenty twenty one and twenty twenty two. You had blue going back to back. I think this year there's been a lot of chat about it. You know, the Kansas City Chiefs love the color red. They're obviously wearing red at the Super Bowl. I think they go red if they win the big one. You can get four dollars fifty or plus three fifty about red. If the Niners win, I think it's going to be rain and gold. So they'll be going yellow, and you can get $4 or plus 300 about that. 
novelty time is always a fun one and there's plenty out there uh on all all platforms there you know usher and national anthem lengths and whatnot we'll talk about that a little bit more on sunday for sure and last but not least uh question from at jimmy moore five already see him tip up Christian McCaffrey to have 40-plus receiving yards. What do you expect McCaffrey's scrimmage yards and total performance to be at the Super Bowl? Currently, he can get over 100, I believe it's over 130.5 for McCaffrey's scrimmage yards, rushing, rushing and receiving. I would be on that over. I, think, I feel like he's going to be the most used player for the Niners in this one, so I'd be on his over. And like we'll mention just in a sec in terms of their touchdowns, I feel like he's going to find his way over the stripe a couple of times in this one. So, yeah, we're riding him for Super Bowl MVP at that plus 400 or $5 mark. If you're on him earlier at the plus 1,000, well played to you as well. Let's run through some props now before we do finish up. Mentioned before, I guess, in our best bets, we'll see if we can find our friend Jerry here before we do start. We're already on the over 47.5 for the match. But let's run through some props now first for the rest of play. Show me the money! All right. Thank you, Jerry. One last time for the season. Let's see how we go. We're going to run through our Niners props, our Niners touchdowns, then Kansas City props and Kansas City touchdowns. For the Niners, let's start. Like we said, Christian McCaffrey, we are riding him for everything in the Super Bowl. We're going to take him over 33.5 receiving yards here. A lot of short Dink and dive ducks from uh, Brock Purdy over the middle here because, yeah, like we said, the Chiefs defend the elite wide receivers very well on the outside. So you feel like McCaffrey to, to move the chains a lot through the air is going to get some action for sure. Not only through the air, but we're also going to take his over 91.5 rushing yards as well. He's just going to be active. If the Chiefs do something not so well, it is defending the rush, and I think McCaffrey can have himself a day in this one in Vegas. Outside of him, Similar to what we mentioned before, we're going to take Brandon Ayuk under 63.5 receiving yards. They've been elite when it comes to shutting number one wide receivers down. So, And when it comes to the Niners, it's hard to know who that is in terms of Debo or Ayuk, but Ayuk's definitely the more of the, the larger, longer-range threat. So I feel like that's the guy they're going to take away. And if we are taking Brandon Ayuk under, we'll be taking Debo Samuel over 59.5 receiving yards for him. Like we said before, similar to, I guess, McCaffrey, that he gets a lot over the over the middle and kind of gets his yards after carries up. So I feel like Debo is going to be the guy there for the Niners. Let's go now to their touchdown scorers, though. Like we mentioned before, CMC, two-plus touchdowns in this one, 285 or plus 185. As you can tell, we are all in Christian McCaffrey. And Georgie Kittle. $2.95 or plus 195 there. He was very quiet against the Detroit Lions. And if Ayuk is the guy getting shut down, that could open things up for big Georgie Kittle. And he's been waiting for this moment since the 2020 Super Bowl. He's wanted his revenge, and I think he's going to get it in bunches in this one. So he gets himself into the end zone. Now, Kansas City Chiefs. Isaiah Pacheco over 67.5 rushing yards. Again, as we've mentioned, the Niners have been poor against the rush in their last, I guess, couple of playoff games or whatnot. And if Kansas City watched any of that Detroit game, they just completely tore them to shreds. So I think Pacheco, who's been brilliant for Kansas City this year, will continue that in the Super Bowl. There, speaking of guys who've been incredible for him, especially in the playoffs, Travis Kelsey over 71.5 receiving yards. 
who knows if this is going to be Travis's last game. I don't think it is. I think he's still got a couple more years left in him. But after his lovely partner just nailed the Grammy Awards, I feel like Travis needs to uh, continue his end of the bargain there. So he's going to go for over 71.5 there. Rasheed Rice over 67.5 receiving yards. Again, the Niners' uh, secondary has not been good, and this kid has been phenomenal this year. And I really think Mahomes continues to go to his two ace players in Kelsey and Rice there. And speaking of Mr. Patrick Mahomes, like we mentioned, he has been heavy on the ground over the last, I guess, last couple of playoff games and also in his last three Super Bowls. So you're going to take him over four and a half rushing attempts as well as 25-plus rushing yards at the same time. Touchdown scorers now for the Chiefs. Speaking of the elite of the elite, we're going to stick to their two receivers that we just mentioned in the prop bets. Uh, Rasheed Rice, $2.50 to score a touchdown or plus $1.50. Travis Kelsey, $2.12 or plus $1.12. And we'll take a flyer on Patrick Mahomes to score a touchdown. Yep, those legs get on scampering. $4.80 or plus $3.80 about that. That is all she wrote for our Super Bowl preview. We will be back on Sunday night. Yep, the night before the Super Bowl for another pod there, bonus episode with a few absolute degenerates ready to talk some trash. Um, this has been Trash Talk with D-Borg. I hope you all have an amazing end to the week. I'll see you all on Sunday. Enjoy.